Hey gang, Sean Geek here. And Fast Fred. And we have two storefronts. If you are a T Public fan, you can browse our inventory over at T Public, which is tpublic.com forward slash Sean Geek Podcast. Or redbubble.com slash people slash Sean Geek Podcast. You can get anything from either storefront from t-shirts, stickers, phone cases, accessories of all kinds. We're talking masks, notebooks, mugs, pillows, totes, tapestries. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Everything's there. Just go to those addresses. Also check the show notes and help support the show. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Welcome to the Sean Geek and Fast Fred Podcast with me, your host, Sean McGinley. Sean McGinley. <laughs> well, you screwed that intro. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy over there. Uh, Fast Fred, or also known as, uh, what was that other, Elias? Uh, oh, um, uh, Fast Freddy. Fast Freddy, here. Yeah. <laughs> I think if we ever... Uh, change the title or something i don't know that geek boy and fast freddy's pretty damn good well if we, if we ever create another album well you know we just change the names a bit another album like another music yeah. album yeah if we made something we could just call it that yep yeah that would actually would be pretty good <laughs> so um i actually I, I was gonna say actually i have a story <laughs> good i go in too <laughs> let's i think that's how we generally start off anyway it's like okay well, how was your week what what the hell happened with you this week well you know i, I don't know if i got they call it gas you ever had gas <laughs> they call it gas <laughs> gear like, acquisition syndrome or something like that is called really? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah especially guitar players and and, and such uh I was looking online at St. John's Music and they had a player series uh like my blue guitar behind me mm -hmm. uh, that's that's a player series strat so it's a made in Mexico 22 frets jumbo frets or jumbo or jumbo medium um pickups are great I mean it's it's a player series it's it's kind of their low end uh fenders kind of entry level okay um but it's very, very good quality. Um, even the, um, on the bridge, the, in the back, that, uh, big chunk of metal, I can't remember what it's called now, but anyway, it's a full size. It's not half size made out of pot, you know, pot metal. So it's supposed to help with sustain anyways. Uh, so I had bought that from Long McQuaid. And when I was looking at that at one time, I was just looking at you know, just the player series in general, what was available. So I went uh, and looked around and they had telecasters and whatnot. And I figured, okay, well, I'll look and see what St. John's music has. So I looked at it and I went, oh, it's this one. This was like eight, eight ninety nine or eight seventy nine or something like that for a player series. It was a butterscotch mm. um, 
Telecaster and you know the 22 frets and everything and, and it was like eight eight something when it was normally 1029 uh regular price every other color was the regular price this was the only one that was cheaper and i thought okay whatever and then uh, months went by and um the other day i i was just peering on the site again and i saw it and i went you know what that's a damn good price i'm gonna buy it so I called the store. I said, I asked, like, do you have one in stock? Says, oh no, well, we have one in uh, it was Ontario. Uh, it was damaged in shipping. You know, we can give you a deal on that. And I figured, you know what, damaged. I'll just you know for that that price, I'll just buy a brand new one. So I placed the order. Like, actually placed the order. I put it in my box. I actually had the register. Did that whole rigmarole. Gave my credit card information. Sent it. They sent me the receipt, all is well. I figured, okay, when it comes in, it comes in. It said that there wasn't currently any stock, but you can still order it online. It'll just take a while to get. Not a problem. Next day, I get an email. Uh, email says, oh, uh, we have this one here. It's a butterscotch blonde. And then on the body itself, um, right where, the, the, where you plug in the jack, I guess it must have been dropped or something at one point so the paint was chipped and whatnot and they offered uh, 15 or 7 percent or 15 percent off of that which was seven something so if you're well it's 15 percent off of the 800 and something dollar yeah. one i'm assuming so it, mm, no you know what i'll i'll wait for the other one uh and this is oh no no uh, this is the last one uh so uh, anything else that's ordered uh with this number you'll be paying full price um no, I ordered it online. <laughs> so uh, I immediately called the uh, Better Business Bureau. And uh, they said that whatever price that they had, as soon as they accepted your payment, mm. they're com they're committed. Yes. So I said, okay, fine. And then they said, oh, you, there's another agency you can call. It's the government version of, of Better Business Bureau. And I called them. And they basically told me the same thing. Um, so when I replied back, I said, okay, I've talked to the better business bureau in this other place. It says, I placed the order. You guys accepted payment. You guys are committed to this sale. Um, also, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to use, you know, something that's, you know, it was dropped. So, I mean, that, that you just see the physical damage of where it was dropped, not, you know, what, what happened to the neck. Did and it, it shift? Did, did, yeah. did, did everything else, you know, is there anything else, the problem with it? So, so I did that. I sent them a letter back and said that, uh, that I want the one that I had ordered. Cause that's, that's the one that I want. So I haven't heard anything back since then. And, uh, we'll, we'll see now. The thing was, is they, said, they said they had none left and uh, anything else new. But when I placed the order, it said right on there that, that there wasn't any available online, but I could still purchase it. It would just take longer to get in. That has nothing to do with them having something in stock. Right. <clears throat> so when I was talking to the person from the, with the Better Business Bureau or the other place, and I told them about it, they went to the site. It wasn't there. And I went, oh. So I look it up. Sure enough, it's not there. So I open up the previous tab that I have open where I had ordered it mm -hmm. and there it was. So obviously someone 
you know, gave someone the heads up and figured, you know what, if we erase all our, our trace of, of it being there, yeah. he can't prove nothing. Right. And then we're off the hook. So I'm thinking this is a pretty shady deal. Wait, which company was this again? St. John's Music. Hmm. And and I deal with, I mean, uh, Glenn's a manager there. Excellent guy. Anytime yeah. I want anything, I go there, I talk to him. He'll give me a deal. Not a problem. But this was, I don't know if they call it head office. Um, but that's, you see, he uh, probably has to deal with their shenanigans all the time too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, every, every right. place has their, has their, their stuff. So I actually, I added that picture and I said, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, someone's taken this down obviously on, on their, uh, flag. Uh, so luckily I had taken a screenshot. I've, I took it on my phone. I took a screenshot on the computer. I've got the date and time on the bottom right showing with all the information, just so everyone's on, you know, everybody knows what's uh, what's going on. So from, uh, so when I looked at business bureau, better business bureau, they've got like a hundred percent rating. They're not registered with the better business bureau, but they had a hundred percent rating. Uh, so that could just that, be one review, I guess, or that could just be one. Uh, it could have been just one, one review, thing, right? But that, but that may change. Uh, so I'm hoping that um, they resolve this issue uh, and they and they do it correctly, and they don't just ignore me altogether and just leave my order in limbo forever. And then I walk into the store and go, lo and behold, hey, look, there's one sitting on the shelf. Uh, here's my receipt. I will take that one. Thank you very much. So we'll see what happens. Hmm. That's my story. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Long McQuaid oh. never had a problem. Uh, anything I order, they're more than willing and happy to help me. Um, they've always been that way. And um, yeah, like I, I just. I've never had issues with Long McQuaid. I'm not familiar with St. John's music, but that Glenn guy, um, salt of the earth guy, like I've been yeah. dealing with that guy for years. That guy's awesome. Yeah. But, but it was, it was the head office person yeah. that, that I was talking to. I just wanted to point out that Glenn's awesome. Oh yeah, he's got <laughs> like, awesome. he, you know, d- d- yeah. despite despite you know St. John's and and <laughs> their corporate head office bullshit, um, you know, no reflection on the guy whatsoever. Oh no, he's he's a great guy. He plays bass. Went to see him uh, play uh, outside one time. I remember. I saw the video. Yeah, you have a video in your Facebook. I think it is. Yeah, when I first moved to Winnipeg, actually, he used to um, uh, work at Pops Music. Um, I think there was one in St. Patel, and then he oh, moved out here on music. Portage Avenue. Yeah, and yep. then from there, I think they went um, belly up, I guess. And then from there, I think he went to St. John's. Yeah. Super guy. So if you, if you want anything, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> except for where he works, but hey, it's uh, he's a good guy. If you um, if you want uh, any musical instruments from St. John, he's he's uh, he's your guy. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had, okay, so so based on, on what you're saying here, I had a similar incident from, um, I used, do you remember HMV? Yes. So back in the old days, it was it was hard to, to get into independent stuff, right? It was very difficult to get independent stuff. Nowadays. Back, back before I, records came back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Sam the Record Man. But I mean, bands had a hard time getting, like, if if you're in Winnipeg and you want to buy uh, an album from a band uh, in, um, I don't know, we'll say, um, 
South Carolina somewhere or whatever, and you somehow come across, and I don't know how you would, but somehow you you come across this band in South Carolina you really like. They're on a they're not on a major label. They're on a minor label, like a smaller label, and you want to get their stuff. You know, generally I would go to HMV and I would say, okay, here's the the band information. I would provide as much as I could. So if it was from like a rock magazine, I got, you know, I found out about the band or, or whatever. And I would give them all the information and order. And that's how you did it back in the old days. Nowadays, you go to band camp, you order it right from the band, cut out the middleman. You're done. Well, well, no, band camp is the middleman. Well, yeah. They're, get, they're getting a cut, right? Oh, no, they get a cut, but you're dealing yeah. directly with the artist, too. They're just getting it to you, but you're dealing directly with the artist with any communication, right? But Yeah, but HMV was also, you were getting it through them, too. Uh, this wasn't a digital version. Not quite. So HMV was the middleman for the middleman, I guess. Oh, okay. Coins, right? So Jobber HMV is contacting somebody who's contacting somebody who's contacting somebody who's contacting the band. So there's a long... In the old days, it was really, really difficult. It's really difficult to get your music in uh, a CD shop. Um, it's always been tough, but there's some, you know, some places that made it easier, right? Like into the music here in, in the city, like they're they're awesome, right? You know? That's a lot of hands to go through. No wonder the CD was so expensive. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But now with Bandcamp, you order it on Bandcamp, and uh, and that's it. Like it's pretty straightforward. But anyway, so what I was going to say, so I ordered, it was this band I really liked and it was a, um, I, I can't honestly can't remember the band. It was, it was a band that was not in the big leagues, but I, you know, I really, really wanted the CD, mm -hmm. but the person that worked at HMV and I, and I still know who this person is. I'm not going to out them on, on the air, but they, he was in a fairly popular local band mm -hmm. and his day job was work, working at HMV. Um, he did have a big ego. He did think he was, you know, God's gift. And he did believe his music was probably better than any other band's music. And also he had, he was a bit of a music curmudgeon. So here, here's the music that I like and that's cool. So if I had gone into the store and asked for the latest Eric's trip album or the latest, you know, whatever he was listening to. I could have got it. No problem. He would have talked. He'd, he'd have been on top of it. He would have probably talked your ear off about it too. Exactly. But <laughs> if it's any other band that he doesn't like, you know, I just work here during the day. My real job is, is playing drums for so-and-so band. So I order it. He doesn't want to take the order. You can tell, but he's like, oh, the whole time. So I order the damn, I order the damn thing. Customer service at its best. And then I'm I'm checking on it. So they said four to six weeks. Back then, that's how things were, right? Right. So I check in at four weeks, ask how the order's doing. You know, I and I actually speak to the, the same guy again. Uh yeah. I, I don't know. Like I we didn't hear anything back. I check it six six weeks. And when I check it six weeks, I'm talking to somebody else. Oh, there's uh there's nothing in the system. Are you sure you ordered this? I'm like, what? Yeah, no, I ordered this. Are you sure you ordered this? Because like, there's nothing, there's no record in the system. 
And then they looked up the band. Well, we can't find the band. I said, well, when I came in, when I ordered this, I provided all the, I actually had all the information. Right. I provided it to you. Or I provided it to, you know, the person that assisted me who didn't work there anymore at that point. Cause he'd been let go for probably doing a lot of this stuff. Right. And, um, and then I ordered it again. So I had to order it again. Like, like it never been ordered. You didn't, you didn't pay for it. Did you? No, no. Pre-paid? Okay. I don't think so. Um, and then waited and waited and waited. And in the interim, I'm like, okay, let's, let's try an experiment. I actually reached out to, um, an American company that was carrying the CD mm-hmm. had to provide a credit card and they would ship it to you. And it was a little expensive, but I ordered from them and I got it in a week. Yeah. Still waiting from HMV, right? Still waiting. (laughs) Another month goes by. Another month goes by. Another month goes by. I think in the end, it was like six months later. Right. CD finally comes in. I said, I don't want it anymore. Oh, but you ordered this. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, six months ago. Yeah. But now you can put it on your shelves and you can sell it and maybe think about carrying this band because they're really good. I actually remember who the band was now. It was, um, uh, I was a big fan of Skinner Box. And I'd ordered a Skinner Box CD. That's what it was. They're uh, kind of a ska punk band. And uh, King Django, I think, is one of the members of it. Uh, Sam would know who King King Django is. But anyway, um, it really great ska band. I, I like Skinner Box a lot. Right. So I ordered directly from the label, basically, or the distributor for for their label and and got it. And, you know, and then on top of that, they contacted me afterwards, thanked me for buying the album, thanked me for buying through that, like through them. Right. You know, and, um, and there was a bit of, um, there was a bit of a mix up because they didn't have a lot of copies left. Oh. So they said, look, uh, we sent you a copy. The cover's a little bit like warped, like the, um, the actual artwork. Right. So they said, so how, you know, like, we we uh we gave you a, a, I can't remember what they did now. They gave me money off or something, or they offered me another CD at half price or something. So I ended up buying something else, I think. Right. But like they, you know, it was like wow. So personal service. Yeah. Then I'm like, so how did HM? How would HMV have ordered this? Like, would they have ordered from the label? Like, is that how they would have done it? Because the service I got direct from the label was instantaneous. It was quick. So then I remembered my days back at working at WH Smith and WH Smith was fantastic until they got bought out. And when they got bought out and it became Smith books, uh, dealing with corporate head office was a pain in the ass. And even now, like I brought this up in the show before I was trying to buy, um, I was trying to buy talented, um, which was, a a book released out of States from somebody I'm following on Twitter. Um, God, I don't know why the author's name is escaping me at the moment. Robert, Robert something. Anyway, I wanted to buy the book. I went to Chapters. I had the ISBN number. I had everything. Gave it to the person at Chapters, and they just didn't want to order it because it's if it's not in our system, we kind of don't really want to order this stuff is kind of the impression I got. Like, it's an independent author. Why can't I buy this? I've got all the information. You even know where to buy it from. Mm-hmm. I've got everything for you, but if it's not Heather's picks, then they kind of don't really want to promote. 
they don't want to promote an independent author if it's not one of Heather's picks because they have their books called Heather's picks and these are books that Heather's read and she's breaking new authors and stuff right but if she didn't read the book and it's it's an indie then sorry we're not going to order it so and I, I notice a lot of music that you listen to is off the beaten path. It's not sure. your typical radio music. This is kind of obscure stuff that probably no one's ever heard of before. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just wondering, and I'm just wondering if it's because of, and, and because I, I work in the industry where, you know, I, I, I buy things and there's usually a minimum order, right? So what you do is you just kind of set it aside until you have, uh, you know, something else from the same Ooh. vendor. So okay. if, if, if you're, you know, if it's independent, you know some obscure company that that actually created the album i mean you got anthem you got all these other places that you know you can go through but if this is you know a one of like say it was uh say it was fast red finger studios right mm -hmm. okay and uh this is where the album was made and i've only made you know 10 albums no one's ever heard of me and now you want to place an order and they're going well okay the amount of paperwork involved to get that item here is more right. than the profit that we're going to be making off of it. Why bother? We're not going to do it right. until we get more orders. Right. So that could be the reason why that, that they sat on it for six months. You know, no one else wanted anything until then. They just kind of held it, held it back. That's that, 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 that kind of makes sense. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like but you it paid, was but it was, it was, I, I, so I, yeah, I guess it's probably the profit margin thing, right? Like, you know, but you know, I it, it's interesting that me, who doesn't have any bank, doesn't have a company, doesn't have anything, and I just ordered it myself and got it. I mean, and that's the way things work now. Like you, you buy direct from places. Yeah, but you right. paid more though. You said you paid more money for it to get it to yeah. you. So the the amount that you would have paid through HMV wasn't worth their while, unless you said, right. you know what, I'll pay you extra, which will cover the costs for everything else. And base, and however many hands it's got to go through, you have to divide all that cost. But because you bought it direct, it's 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 it like a all those yeah, it's like a mom and pop thing. I mean, you you know, you want to go to uh, you know a, a store, Best Buy, for example, or something, and you want to you know buy something from there versus you know somebody else that's that's actually making the product uh, to sell to Best Buy you know, you might be able to get a, a deal through them to get yeah. a little cheaper. I don't know. Hard to say. Well, I guess, you know, the lesson I learned was that just, just buy direct, just buy direct. I mean, it, it, it supports the artist more or the author or, you know, whoever it is like, right. It, it are you having coffee? Yeah. You get a thermos so you can keep freshening it up. Hey, wait a minute. Is that same as mine? Just different color? This is, uh, no, this this is one of those insulated mugs from yeah, so it's, Costco. Yeah. It's, uh, so is mine. What's the brand? Mine's Mana. Rick, it's too dark in here. Recuse? And it has a sliding thing on the top. Uh, it has a clear cap that you can put on it, but oh, I it's one of those I, clear cap ones. I, okay. I, I don't even bother because the, the actual, thing itself is is insulated walls so yeah. nothing worse than when you pour coffee it's nice and hot and then within 10 minutes it's cold as ice so it's like why would you bother and then they have those little plate things that you can buy that you plug oh, yeah. in you stick plate that warmers, on there yeah yeah but the thing is those are so hot 
you burn your mouth. And the less coffee you have, the hotter it gets because there's less to oh. heat up. <laughs> Good point. So you can't, you know, you can't win. See, so with this one here, I just keep it closed. It's insulated. And um, I have a, I have an issue with coffee, with, with coffee thermoses and, and stuff like this is that, you know, you keep the lid on, you keep it closed. You're like, ah, oh, shit, I made coffee. It's in my thermos. And you, you know, so you slide the little thing back on the top and you take a sip of coffee and burn your lips. It's like, what would, this is like an hour old. This yeah. is the problem or, I have. They work too good. So this one here, mm-hmm. um, it has some heat dissipation. So if I make the coffee and I have it in about 15 minutes, I can actually drink it. Like it doesn't, uh, it doesn't build pressure. And then when you open up that little tab, it goes, yeah, it goes, and then yeah. spits calling <laughs> spray yeah. on you. I've had that happen. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, mm-hmm. so based on the poll we had when we recorded the last episode, uh, it's very, very interesting. Now I'm going on uh, Elon's Twitter here to take a peek. Um, here's a question for you. Yep. N- now that Elon owns his machine yep. and fired all the people, yep. um, God knows it's going to be a free for all for, you know, whatever you want to call freedom of speech. Anybody's going to say anything and, and people are just going to go just more crazy now than they were before with their conspiracy theories and unchecked. So it's going to be like, uh, okay, so now what? Are are you going to stay with the platform? I'm, does it matter to you at all? Meeting. Like I, I think he's a well. Based on our conversation in the last episode, I, I, I keep thinking he's more and more like Iron, like like Iron Man. He's just not. It's a good like person. selling you a car and taking the brakes away. Here you go, <laughs> just give her. So there's a few things. Did I? Did we talk about, um, um, Stephen King? In Elon, no. okay, so uh, no. that okay, so that happened in between when we recorded last time. I'm actually just looking at our poll here. Uh, Was he on Twitter now? <laughs> well, no, no, he's always Stephen King's always been on Twitter. He, he oh, okay, he uses it to to speak with his fans and stuff like that. Anyway, yeah, which is what it was probably intended for. Well, sure, sure, right? Yeah. So anyway, um, oh, I'm gonna see if I could find it. Um, but I think he's trying to find a uh, a way to monopolize. Uh, create more revenue because i think i don't think it was a very heavy revenue generating company um and he's going to strip it down to the the floorboards i guess and do something with it yeah um shit now i can't find it uh so anyway so this I, i'm gonna have to paraphrase because i can't remember what he said but Stephen King, so the whole thing is the big check mark. You know, if you have a check mark beside your name on Twitter, it means you're officially that person. Like you've actually gone through a process to register right. yourself as that person, right? Because the they thing, got rid of those people. I think. What's that? I think they got rid of those people. Well, who do that? Who 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 make sure that you are who you're saying you are? Well, yeah, because on every social media platform, there's a million people that go in and create multiple accounts and then sell the accounts to the person whose name it actually belongs to. Right. So, you know, okay. uh, I I thought you meant like duplicate names. Like you have the actual person and you have someone imitating them. Yeah. Well, you have Stephen King one, Stephen King two, Stephen King three, Stephen King four, but only Stephen King with the check mark is the real Stephen King. And that's Or or the real 
Stephen King. Yeah, or the, yeah, because <laughs> the, and the reason for that is that that person's name is probably owned by someone who who got to it first. Right. Right. Because the the way the internet works, it's who gets to it first. Is pretty much the owner. Because you, you want an email address? Yep. You got to be first. Yep. So Sean Geek. Uh, when originally I was jumping on the social media and I was going to go with the Sean Geek name. Right. Um, it was free on every platform except for one. Okay. Now I didn't realize it was not free on this other platform. And I just started like hashtagging Sean Geek. So, <laughs> so Sean Geek contacted yeah. me and yeah. said, uh, dude, that's me. Leave it alone. Please right. don't, please don't tag me and stuff. And I'm like, I am really sorry. I didn't realize that. I thought I was Sean Geek. You know. Yeah. He's like, right. no, this is mine. And he had a private account and and whatever. So I had to take Sean Geek podcast instead. Right. You know, because I I, I kind of said I wanted I wanted it. <laughs> like I'll pay you for it. Right. <clears throat> so I could be Sean Geek across all the platforms because. What I wanted, I didn't want there to be a Twitter account for the podcast. I wanted there to be a Twitter account for me, and there would be a separate Twitter account for you, and then a separate Instagram account for me, and a separate Instagram. So basically, when people, when someone from the our show was talking, they know who, exactly who it is because they still get to this day. I'm assuming this is Sean talking here, but you know, so people wasn't sure if it was me or it was you on 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 social media, right? Right. So, but. Whatever he didn't wasn't interested. And did I get any messages? Um, well, whatever ones I've told you. But anyway, back to Stephen <laughs> King. So Stephen King. Oh, here it is. My my God, I found it right away. Okay. Stephen King posts twenty month twenty dollars a month to keep my blue check. Like the blue tick. Fuck that. They should pay me. If that gets instituted, I'm gone like Enron. That's what Stephen <laughs> King said. So basically oh. what they're saying is if you want to have a blue tick, you got to pay $20 a month to get the blue tick. It's oh, it's not $20 one time. No, it's no, no. $20 no, no, a month. $20 a month to maintain the status of saying, I am the real Stephen King. Well, there you are you the real Stephen King. Why, 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 why do you have to pay to own your own fucking name on a social media platform? That That's his point. And everyone is kind of, and then. Um, Mass exodus. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. So anyway, he re Elon replied. He goes, "Look, I have to." Or and I'm paraphrasing because I, I can't see his original response, but something along the lines of, um, "Look, this is a company, and I have to make money. How about eight dollars a month?" This is what he said. Jeez. And it's like, yeah, but that's the point of the check mark. Is not that you're a subscriber to Twitter and you're paying the month because you can pay for Twitter Blue or whatever the hell it's called, but you know, like, yeah. but it's, I'm, it's I'm, not a big like, I'm not paying to say that I'm, that I'm Stephen King. I am Stephen King. Why should I pay to say that I'm Stephen King? I am. So why are you making me pay? Like, do, do you own my name? And I guess, I guess the argument is that, well, all the names are owned by Twitter and Twitter can decide what they want to do with anyone's name and kick you off the platform if they want or whatever the hell they want to do. Right. And I think that's Elon's side. Now, you know what's going to happen? Someone's going to pay $20 a month to be called Stephen King? No. No. Just just like with YouTube. What happened? There's now, there's, uh, it, 
Acre or what, I don't know, the, these other platforms where they don't uh, ban, I guess you're, I don't know. It, it, it's not, it, what it'll do is it'll create a separate one. Like, you know, when MySpace was out mm-hmm. before Facebook, it'll yeah. just be a transition. Oh, we used to have this. Now we have this. Yeah. And then it'll be, well, we used to have that. Now we have X. So whatever X is that's going to be coming through will be the new Twitter platform. And I'm sure because people are going to be up in arms and someone's going to take advantage of that. Right. They're going to go, you know what? We can get advertisement. We don't have to have the people pay for whatever. I mean, Facebook doesn't charge you a no. monthly fee, but you know what? I'm sure they're making billions of dollars in other ways. Oh, yeah. Not off the backs of the people who are actually using it, Yeah, but actually on the advertisers. But now I'm not too sure if he, is he like not oblivious to this or is he just, you know, is it, are, are these just kind of in the beginning stage going, well, I might do this or am I thinking of doing that? Or is he no, definitely he's going implementing ahead. He's just going ahead and doing it. <clears throat> yeah. He's been pretty, pretty active. Okay. This is now the new rule. And it's like, uh, well, we, you know, the employees are like, I think they're like, well, we need more time. Yeah. Uh, no, the- you, you got to get it done by Monday. Like just yeah. a lot of that going on. It'll be the new Apple layoffs and and not honoring whatever. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be the new Apple guy. You got to pay for everything. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's uh, some online friends of mine that I think one of them already left. Um, How about if you don't want to bother with the tick mark? Yeah. Well, then is this mandatory or? No, no, no. It's just it's just verification your... because you know when you're at a certain level of celebrity. Oh, I see. like even no, but it doesn't even matter. Like on Facebook, how many times has one of her aunts? I'm not going to name her here, but how many times has she been hacked? And is there, there's like multiple accounts of hers out there. Like that's true. It happens to celebrities more than it does you know the average person, right? Oh yeah. And then you know they'll put statements out that you know it'll be a misogynistic statement or a racist statement, and it's like, but it's not me who posted that; it's someone who's mirrored my account, pretending to be me. Right. Like the the whole that's what was good about Twitter, I guess, is that you could verify your identity, and people could see the check mark and know that the person making the comment is actually the real person. Like that was the that was the idea. Do you have a check mark on yours? No. Not, not that high up, high up the ladder yet. <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> but whatever, I don't know. Um, so uh, the last episode because we talked, we did your catalytic converter story. Mm. So I posted on in the poll. <laughs> have you ever had your car broken into? Yeah, that's a piss uh, off. So seventy-two percent said yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a thing. It's like it's crazy, and it's like. I don't know it's like it's a violation i mean it's not like i don't want to say it's the worst violation you could ever have because violations to your body is probably worse like being assaulted in some way shape or form is way better than having your property but after that having your stuff gone through like that is i don't know i wonder how much of an impact you know you know, the more famous you are, um, when you say something in a public forum, that can affect the person that you're talking about greatly. And then you get sued for, 
you know, defamation of character and all this other stuff. Now, and, and we had talked about this before about breaking in and, and, you know, what are you to do? I mean, you could have cameras up the wazoo. It ain't going to change anything. God, God forbid that the police will even look at it for the amount of break-ins for everyone. Well, they, that, yeah. You know, and, and to be honest, they don't have time to look into every single break-in because there's so many other things they're working on. Well, that's what they're relying on, right? Yeah. So that's exactly I wonder. What relying on. Now, I I've seen where people have had you know people break in the garage and they actually have footage of these people mm-hmm. and they post it. I mean, it's it's not quite public caning, <laughs> but uh, it's more public shaming. Right. Uh, but depending now, how well your the... account is, if you know a lot of people and are very famous, then it would go around. And I guess that person would probably be get shamed by all their friends, family, right. acquaintances, anybody they see. Uh, how detrimental is that to that person? I guess it depends on who sees it and and and, and what becomes of it. How... Because... I've got a question for you. How detrimental do you think leaking that footage out or not leaking because you're purposely putting the footage out? How detrimental is that to the police? Now, I'm not pro or anti-police. I'm not taking a stance in any way, shape, or form. But what happens if you've got clear footage, like you've contacted the police, you're going to get a runaround because, you know, they just don't look after stuff like that. You know, they're looking after bigger things. What happens when you post that online and people identify those people that did the break-in or the vandalism or whatever it is, they identify who they are, they call them out by name on social media, so now everyone's aware of it, the police would potentially be getting calls, hey, I know the person that broke into that garage that's posted that's that became you know uh, social media a wildfire, like everyone's talking about this particular break-in, for example. Then everyone's calling the police to say, I know who that is. I know where they are. Like, what happens then? I don't know. Like, does it depend on the person who's taking on the case? Like, I, I know someone, you know, and I'll give you the, the story behind it. Uh, someone's uh, brother-in-law had was living with um, his brother and his sister-in-law. And I guess they had a credit card that they hadn't used yet, and it was in a safe. But now somehow the brother-in-law got a hold of it, ended up buying a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, and they have them on camera actually buying this stuff. Um, and they turned him in uh, because I guess he he's, you know, but the thing is, is nothing was done uh, about it. And it was more like, well, if he doesn't turn himself in, they're not going to do anything about it. If, if you had credit card fraud and did something, would you not get arrested? Like, does it depend on the person handling the case? Or does it depend question. on the jurisdiction? Like, like, are the rules different here from a different province or a different state? Or like, how does, how does that work? I That's mean, that, 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 that kind of floored me. I was like, they didn't do anything. No, like they had the evidence, like they, they showed, you know, that, that, you know, he had it, that they had footage of showing him actually using it. They actually pressed charges, but nothing ever happened. Jeez. It, now, mind you, he's got a record, uh, you know, longer than his, his arm. So, I mean, do they just look at it and go, eh, just something else. It, it's kind of like the, uh, 
or, I hate using this reference, but it's a, it's like Trump with his his wave of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so much bullshit, and he just keeps going. By the time you deal with the first one, he's already fucking long gone with more more fucking bullshit than you can even handle. So is is that what it is? Like they just look at it, and go ah, just another one, we'll just throw it on the pile. Like at this point, we're not even going to bother anymore. Like is that That's... is that what they're is that what they're doing? That's a good fucking point. Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> Why? Well, now I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's, no, that's fine. So, um, okay, we've been doing this for an hour now. <laughs> <laughs> totally off topic. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this episode, but needless to say. Uh, we might yeah. cap the current episode here. If you're going to keep going, we can keep going because I mean, you did your homework. We might as well, sure, uh, seg into the into the next bit. Sure, um, but I just want I just want to <laughs> say I don't think we mentioned this last time. Um, we do have a new Patreon. Oh, uh, that would be the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with Ronald George Moore, or as he says, the Manitoba As he always says. <laughs> Uh, he's a patron, so thank you, sir. RGM, yes, the thank RGM. you very much. Yep, the uh, I think we need to start calling podcasters by like their acronym initials, like RGM. Uh, what's Sam's Sam Thompson's middle name? Sam, Sam STT. Well, no, I don't know. I mean, no one's going to know who we're talking about if we do that, though. I know, true. Yeah, but now I noticed that Ronald George Moore started started calling himself RGM on his own podcast, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. Because GM, because <laughs> when we had him on, I think we said I I said RGM. He goes, "What's that?" I'm like, "See your initials." <laughs> oh, <laughs> he started using ran it. with it. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Sean D and Fast Red podcast. Now, what I want to tell you is that the next episode is a rip-roaring break Todd McGinnity. See you next week. Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode.